This is That Comic Smell Podcast, featuring your hosts, David Robertson, Fernando Pons, Giuseppe Lambertino, and Tom Stewart, with special guest, Alan Lawson. Although I'm particularly partial to bergamot with the Earl Grey. Mm. Thank you very much. It's very pinky, isn't it? Yeah, I expect that. Oh. Well, I'm going to have a wee smell. Oh, a smell of that. But I won't touch it with my nose. Wow, it's okay. Pleasant. Hello. 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 Oh, no, cake. Turn the other way. Oh, that oh, that is. I love Close Encounters. I watched them again last week. Oh, you've oh. seen Close Encounters? Yes. Yeah. I just had a nudge to watch it again last night. Of which kind? <laughs> <laughs> but they have done the different films, haven't they? What happened then? No, they just did the third one, did they? Yeah, just the third one. Oh, right. <clears throat> well, the person, I, the person I watched to the first one, it was just like, they saw a UFO. That's it, yeah. And then, what's that? I don't know. And then it was like, next summer. Close Encounters of the second kind. So, come on. Speed it up. Let's get to the third or fourth kind right now. Close Encounters of the third kind. It's like, the, the first is like, you see a UFO. The second is there's some kind of physical evidence. Yeah. Yes. The third is contact. It's the four, And the fourth is the come and get you. And you Abduction. Abduction. Yeah. Abduction. Yeah. <laughs> the fourth is you back. Fourth is the, uh, yeah. You've had it. Uh, I think I'll just take this big no, break a piece off. Break a piece, come on. Oh, Lord. Right. Come on, break a piece. Yeah. Right, you don't need to. I'll have this bit off the end here. <laughs> oh, there you are. Nice. Mm. Mm. Has he had it before? No, I don't think so. Oh, all right, what's it called? It's um, Pan- Panettone. Panettone. Or Pandora, but it's generally a Christmas thing. Oh, really? But my mum brought it and it Christmas needs... cake? Yeah. yeah. God, it's sweet. I just put my tongue on it and it's like... It's sweet, yeah. It's nice. You know how it's I like it to eat it? I prefer... Yeah, I do hot chocolate. <laughs> I make hot yeah. chocolate. I don't know how I like to dunk wow. on. That's... Well, it's too soft to dunk. Okay, it's that's not dunking time. No, that's... It's, it's, it's been right. at the bottom. to mash, yeah. 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 That's a spoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dunk a spoon. You can just like... 
fuck Whenever I fall with a spoon, you fish it with a spoon. Oh, it's brilliant. I lost about three foxes' biscuits the other night doing that in a tea because it was the soft ones. And I remade the tea twice and made the same mistake the second time. You can imagine. I was like, right, pop it! I'm not dunking that biscuit anymore. And the tea's gone because it turns into a sugary mess. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry guys. It's annoying, isn't it? It's alright. So, when was the official birthday of it? Is it later this year, earlier this year? Is there a date for when it officially started? Uh, in it? Was it not earlier this year? It was um, a couple of months ago, yeah. yeah it was March, April, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, the 25th anniversary, yeah. yeah. So, image comments. Image comments. Oh, was it? The revolution begins here. What the revolution? When is the revolution begins here? Why? Was that a tagline of this? Sounds like it should have been. <laughs> it sounds like it, yeah. 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 But I don't think it was. No, I didn't really have that anyway. But to give you some idea, the origins, do you know the origins of Image Comics? I kind of do because I happened to have bought a few years ago the, the a two part thing called Splitting Image. Okay, which yeah. was on Image early on, mm -hmm. and it was about the story of them leaving mm. the unmentionable, yeah. which they obviously don't mention it in the uh, comic. But because I'm not that great with names and, you know, who was where and did what, it was all a bit confusing. There was probably a lot of in-jokes in there about leaving Marvel and stuff. Because it was basically about the writers and artists that set up Image and the story of them setting up Image and leaving the others. So I did really enjoy it, but it's probably because I didn't know about the characters and maybe some of the stories that had happened and some of the backstory and stuff like yeah. that. So I kind of have an, an idea that it was like a... They broke away, didn't they, yeah. from... Yeah, was yeah. it just from one or from both? It was from Marvel. Right, it was right. From Marvel. To give you a perspective, in the in the late 80s and early 90s, Marvel had few artists working for their series. Right. Um, in Spider-Man, they had Mark Silvestri. Then he went to X-Men. He, he did also Wolverine. Um, and Jim Lee did The Punisher. Uh, before that, the Alpha Flight, then he went to the X-Men, he did really well. Uh, Eric Larson, again, did a, one of the collections of Spider-Man, Tom McFarlane as well. So they had several artists that actually were very good. And, and suddenly Marvel got a generation of artists uh, that were very successful. Right. And they were selling very well. And to give you an example, in 1990... Um, they decided to create a series where Tom McFarlane, which was the main artist, was going to be the core plotter, core writer, and also the artist of the series for him. And the number one sold over two million copies. Mm. Round about two and a half mm. million copies. Now that, it's a lot mm. of copies So, mm -hmm. What comic was it? Spider-Man. Spider-Man, right. Spider-Man, number one. Yeah, right. there were several versions of it. But to sell, yeah, that's a lot. Around yeah. two and a half million copies in 1990. That was a lot. But that's a stop there. In 1991, Jim Lee and all of the artists they say, well, 
Tom McFarlane has done number one. We've sold two and a half million. So Marvel said, well, Jim Lee, we're going to give you X-Men number one. So off you go with that X-Men number one. And it sold over eight million copies. Wow. And that was at the very, very height of the the comic industry and on selling variant covers and right. things like that. With the X-Men, you had four different covers. And the four covers together would make a huge poster. Oh, right. Oh, right. So they did actually five comics. The first week, you had one part of the poster. The second week, the second cover, third and fourth. And then the fifth week, you would get the gatefold cover, the four of them together connected in one comic. <laughs> so actually, they, they, they sold that, but still, about 8 million copies of it, that's a lot. Yeah. Now, with those figures in mind, you imagine these artists, which are the ones that are pulling, allegedly, the figures on selling these comics. They decided, well, wait a second, okay, we are paid work for hire because we're doing this, but they feel that they should be rewarded better. They all knew about artists like Jack Kirby, Steve Dicko. That when Marvel started, yeah, the creations, they were not there, they went to Marvel, and, and they didn't want to be in that way. And um, around that sort of time, three more artists, Larson, uh, Valentino, and Lightfield, they met an editor for a, for a small company called Malibu Comics, an independent company. And they were trying to find out, well, if they were able to create comics and print them using Malibu Comics. So that seemed to be a quite successful meeting. And then next year, according to Tom McFarlane, because there's very different versions of this, but Tom McFarlane mm -hmm. said that him, Jim Lee, and Rob Liefeld met the president of Marvel right. and the chief editor, Tom DeFalco. And basically they were telling them, we're leaving. And that's us, that's Tom McFarlane, Jim Lee, Mal Silvestri, Rob Liefeld, Jim Valentino, Wise Porter. There were seven artists that say we are living. We're and gonna this go was all like thing. a golden generation crop of artists. And On that sort of period, that was, they were the top artists. They were the, the reference. They were the, this new generation of artists that came and they say, you know. Right. And actually, and they sold, they proved it. They sold yeah. very well. And they were good. They were very good. So they say, okay, we'll leave. And... And then the following year, they created, in 1992, they created Image Comics. And each of the artists had a, a studio, so they could uh, create their own series. And the agreement was that all of them, they have a share in the company, and none of them would interfere or criticize what the other artist was doing to avoid any conflicts or wow. fights. Despite that, they had fights and they had arguments. But anyway, that's by the by. So what's Marvel's version? You say there's different versions to the story. What's Allegedly, Marvel said that they came asking for more money. Which sounds plausible. Like footballers do now. Like, oh, because at the end of the day, yes, okay, they wanted to own their rights. But at the end of the day, what they impulsed them to do was the rewards, the economical rewards. Because they were saying, well, wait a second. Tom McFarlane and Spider-Man have sold like two and a half copies. Jimmy Lee X-Men, that's eight million copies. Uh, X4 by Rob Liefeld, about a million and a half, or I don't know how many. 
you know, so we're talking about millions of copies, yeah. which at that time, that was a lot of money. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they failed, they didn't have enough royalties, they didn't, have, they didn't know the characters, many, many things. So Marvel said they came, asked for more money, and Marvel just went, no. Right. <laughs> well, if Marvel's story is true, it's their loss, really, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it was kind of a risk, <clears throat> because although all these guys were the latest hot favourites, they were just the latest hot favourites. Yeah. There was always the latest hot favourites. Yeah. And five years later, they could all just be, you know, out the window. I think, I think it was a race for both, for both sides. A race for them, yeah. for being the, they were thinking they were the hot favourites and they were thinking, yeah, we are the, the solely motor and engine of this success. But also, it could be a race for Marvel because they wait a second, we are losing our top artists yeah. here. Yeah. Who, where are we going to get yeah. that? They're, they're, they're just leaving. They were banking on it's not like It's not like, oh, well, my final is leaving, we can give it to Larsen, or yeah, Larsen yeah, on my yeah, final, yeah. we can give it to it's Sylvester. No, yeah. it was my final. They were the main ones. Because mm -hmm. Jim Valentino was doing Guardians of the Galaxy at that point. Mark Sylvester was doing Wolverine, have done X-Men. Uh, Jim Valentino was doing X-Men. Uh, <coughs> Larsen and McFarlane, they were doing Spider-Man, different collections for Spider-Man. While Sportage was doing Punisher. So... Rob Liefeld was doing uh, X-Force and he was one of the co-creators of Deadpool, just to put an example. So suddenly you have all these guys that they're going. But, but did Marvel own the characters? Yes. Uh -huh. Marvel owned so all the characters. they had to start from scratch. Yes. So they created these studios and with intention to create series, uh, which originally, at the beginning, many of them were kind of Carbon copies of the yeah, <laughs> just kind of alternative versions. Yeah, of, of the right. Marvel characters itself. Did Marvel suffer for a period after in, in terms of? I think I suffer. Do you know? I I, I, I think they did. Yeah. But at that time, it was a to give you an understanding. At that at that point, the comic industry was about to go crash. Big style, because yes, they did all these in the, in the early nineties. Did all these copies, but it was very soon to go to the point that the the consumer, the, the comic book collectors, they were fed up of collecting variant co covers and this and the next thing. Yeah, because the huge sales when they were on Marvel and comics, exactly selling eight million. There, there was not eight million kids reading. X-Men. No, that's you what I mean. You have a fan buying the five. People right. into buying ten, five, four, five, six copies of it. So that's, yeah. so that's the thing. Now, so they started doing this and they started with Spawn. Thomas Fanny did Spawn. Uh, Jim Lee did uh, Wildcats. Mm -hmm. Eric Larson did Savage Dragon. Uh, and then the fourth one was uh, Rob Liefeld with Jungle. That was the first, the first four series that appeared. He's still doing Savage Dragon as well, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's incredible. He's the one he does stuck to it. Yeah, that's yes. incredible. Any good? Yes. Were there any good? That's Did good. Savage Dragon, yeah, yeah. But any of the others? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I read all of them. The X-Force I didn't like very much. Spawn I really liked. Spawn and Savage Dragon. Yeah. Um, at that time, I thought, yeah, you know, okay, that's visually, <laughs> visually they were really good. The other good thing about is they were they were introducing in general comics a better paper because 
obviously they were relying on it. Wait a second, this image is is the art that we are selling here. Right. Okay. So we want to make sure that it's reproduced correctly. So they, from the very beginning, they tried to work very hard on getting good paper and also in, um, coloring as well. Yeah. I think Malibu were ahead of the game. Yes. At the time with the yes. coloring processes. Yes. They were, and Marvel ended up buying Malibu a bit later on, didn't it, to get the color. Oh right. Because they, they, yeah. it was through Malibu that they went to Malibu and said, well, they have the infrastructure there in place, so we're going to use it to do that. So that yeah. for, I think it's for the first three or four years, they used Malibu. And once Image got successful, because it started to sell well, the comics were starting to sell well, even to a point where they were surpassing DC wow. in certain collections, then they decided, well, now we are in place, we are not going to use Malibu anymore. So it was just image. Right. So that was uh, kind of the origin. So very, very different to... Do the others... Are the others... Are the original founders still all there? Are they all still participating? No. 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 And... Um, Jim Lee's back at... In the... In 96? God, it's like the... Like... Politicians revolt. In 1996... Rob Liefel yeah. resigned from Image and he gave away his shares of the company. That's quite an odd thing to do. <laughs> what happened there? Well, Backstory. allegedly, <laughs> Mark Silvestri, another of the, of the artists and co-founders of Image, he blamed Liefel that he was poaching artists that were working for Image and particularly for uh, Sylvester's Studios to this other company that Life has decided to create by the side called Maximum Press. Mm. Oh. And Sylvester says, No, so this is not right, this is not on. And he said, I'm quitting. And he decided to take Top Cow, his editorial, out of the way. I don't know if there was a meeting, I don't know what happened, but what I know is that Life resigned from Image, he, he went to his venture doing Maximum Press. He took his staff with him, and then Sylvester came back, hmm. right away. <clears throat> so I don't know exactly, but Liefel gave away his shares of the of the of the company, which at that time you know they were making money. Yeah, that was quite a. Okay, they were having troubles with delays. Yeah, they were having lots of troubles with delays yeah. for the comics. Because don't don't think that was just a success. The major criticism was the delays, and the other one is they were not writers. They were no, they all were artists. All artists. Mm, yeah. They were not writers. Um, I heard a rumor that Chris Claremont, they wanted to bring him when they founded Image, but I don't think that ever happened. I don't know. I well, it never happened, Chris Claremont, but right. that was a rumor. But anyway. That makes sense right now. To tr well, at that time was the, the top writer, and yeah. they said, well, you know, Animal Animal Animal. Just Bumped them, essentially. So yeah. So yeah. So very difficult. Really, I mean, the image. Um, they were really successful. I mean, they went on like tours and you know, in comic shops, and it was like lines up the block to sign. And the story goes they were living this rock and roll lifestyle, you know. Oh, yeah. And they were so busy doing that, I forgot that they forgot about the actual and writing under comics. Yes. You know, yeah, it's a lot of work. It started so much good and then it kind of got 
so, forgotten. So the comic shops were ordering millions of copies or whatever, and then they weren't coming out for months. So the comic shops were going. So then, then they made the same mistakes that Marvel did because yeah. they started to hire artists to do their creations, but the artists didn't get royalties because yeah, they yeah. didn't create. So they were working with their comics. <laughs> That sort of thing was, well, they amended Marvel because they couldn't because use the character. So it, it was, they made some mistakes on that. Eventually they came around and they managed to convince other people to join Image, not so much as uh, be uh, owners of the company, but actually publish under the, the, the Image uh, yeah. a stamp. But people like Jeff Smith, Jeff Smith, mm-hmm. uh, who before... Uh, joining Image, he already was publishing Bond independently. Yeah. I, think, I think that was then the first he, Image. One of the first, yeah. yeah he, when Bond went to Image. Yeah. He went into Image. So it was like by total default, you know. So you follow the title rather than giving Image a go? Yeah, it's just to give a counter to what Nando's said. Yeah. I didn't like these Image comics when they started. I didn't even like these guys when they were on the Marvel comics. Right, know? right. I just personal taste. I didn't oh, like I him. know that. Although Sylvester on X Men, I, I quite liked him. Yeah, he was. He's the one that I quite liked at the time. Oh, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I still um, like him. So by the time they were coming up with a million seller spawn, I just thought it all looked crap, you know. So I just didn't buy it. Right. And then, but I was reading Bone, Jeff Smith. Right. And then when the whole comics industry was like collapsing in on itself in the mid nineties, Jeff Smith. I thought I'll just go with Image for a while, like as a successful company umbrella. So he stuck with them for a while until he left again. Right. You know. Do you know what else? Uh, while I'm on it, 1963 with Alan Moore. Yeah, that was part of Image as well. Yeah, so I got that as well. That was part of the Image as well. So there was a few things here and there. But yeah, because well, you didn't necessarily buy into it. But, the but that's the thing at the beginning. Like but that's the thing at the beginning. No, it, yeah. These yeah. artists, the only thing they need was superhero comics. So right. that's what they did. They stick to what they, they stuck well, to, yeah, they to what they And did, then yeah. slowly they managed to convince other artists to bring their staff. Look, you'll be the owner of, of mm-hmm. you're still the owner of the, of the product, you know, the character and the series. You'll be published under image, that's all. But we don't know the characters, we don't know the collections, it's all yours. The royalties are for yours, you know, etc., etc. So they work in that manner. But people so like good models. That's how Jeff Smith's been able to move bone from company. company exactly. As well. And then, but other people like Sam Keith did the Max. Mm-hmm. He did it in in, in Image. Uh, and then they had other people like when Kurt Busiek and Anderson and Ross they did Astro City. Mm-hmm. They did it under Image as well. They own Astro City. They own the characters they created for that world and all the art and all those comics. But they did it under image. Right. And they managed to get few people, you know, started to publish. So there was a new wave of artists and collections coming in. I mean, the big, they're, they're like the third one, now like the third biggest. They've got to be. Yeah. yeah. So they are, yeah. 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 So now they are. So yeah, it was, there was, there's a curiosity in 1997, they were trying to get something more diverse and even more different. The main editor, I think, at the time was Valentino, but there was something missing there because the image comics, the sort of superhero image comics, they were still selling more 
that love this more diversify and yeah, more independent. Because now and I'm, they were not quite successful. So, they, something yeah. was just missing. Because I wasn't there at the start. Yeah. I didn't buy into it. Well, I didn't even really know about it. Because uh, I was a late arriver to it, which I don't associate them with superheroes at all, really. Because what I've read has that I've liked has <coughs> not been. Anything like that. I think the closest thing to a superhero is maybe Hook. Has it been more recent stuff though? Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. Yeah, I only came to the party quite late. Yeah. In the past but it's, five it's or a, six years. That's the thing, it's a curious thing because you you look into image comics now and maybe I don't know three or four collections out of the sixty or seventy they are bringing out that published. Are superheroes. The rest are science fiction, mm. mystery, thrillers, terror, horror, um, just whatever theme topic you want to add in there. Uh, so that's the the variety of it. Yeah. And and so there's a huge scope and and is the liberty for the artists and the writers to to bring into a platform that is so big like Image Comics to be able to do and say, well, look, and we still own this and and it's, we're not getting ripped off. You know, this is our comic and. But we've got the support of this incredible industry. Yeah. So, so that that's it's interesting to see how it has evolved from there. Uh, I think there's a couple of things that are quite key on this. How it's changed. One of the things when Eric Stevenson became the editor of Image, and when Robert Kimman joined Image as well, because Robert Kimman for uh, has he joined Image and also he got some shares. Who who? Robert Kimman. Right. The writer, creator, co-creator of Invincible and The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. And The Astonishing Wolf. Yeah, sure. amongst yeah. others. I think Battle Pope and mm -hmm. a few other bits of it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this is key. This is key. All that is key because that was important. And then in 2008, there was Eric Stevenson, who was the publisher, and suddenly you'll get from there, lots and lots of collections that came in, like uh, Chu, Elephant Man, The Mice Templar, oh, Saga. Straight Bullets as well, or it was already published before, Fatal, Morning Glories, um, East of West, Lazarus, um, The Wicked and the Divine, Thief of Thieves, Velvet, Outcasts, Sex Criminals, Airboy. Airboy, yep. I mean, you tons. name it, Hog. I mean, there's tons and tons and tons and tons. Is that, that, is that issue one of Walking Dead first print, the one that's 10 grand? <laughs> Where is it? Yeah, is that that's it. I wish I had it. You know, it was a very, <laughs> a very, very, very short uh, amount that they brought out. Well, they did, yeah, when I they came out, it was in black and white, and they didn't expect that was going to do that well. Yeah. And that's why it's so difficult to get and so expensive. Well, yeah. I never read it, never watched the TV. But to be honest, The Walking Dead has held image. Yeah. Well, a lot. No doubt. Sure. So certainly Robert Kimmel when they joined when he joined Image. So w w did you read it? Were you reading The Walking Dead? I wasn't, no no. I got in the library when right. they first started to pick them in the, the trades. That's when I started to read it. And I thought mm -hmm. it was amazing also. I never read it. You read? I've read the first the collection there. So I was always in the huff with that because I used to read Battle Pope. 
and it was the same two guys that stopped doing Battle Pope and started doing Walking Dead. And I thought, no, don't do that. I like Battle Pope. I thought <laughs> like, that was funny. I don't want this <laughs> kind of serious uh, zombies thing. And I was like, what? Bring <laughs> back the Pope. Yeah, and I've just always still <laughs> thought that ever since. You know. Beanie, so you she's <laughs> No, but I did read the first one, you know, and it, yeah, it was like Battle Pope, except it wasn't funny. Ah. Uh, so yeah, I can see your point. And I did see way. one of the episodes on telly, and it was quite stressful. It's a somebody bit. was stuck in the toilet, and the, the zombie was trying to get in. Yeah, there's some some that are quite. Mm, yeah, yeah. It stressed me out. Yeah, there's some of that are quite stressful. Some of the scenes. I think um, I remember Image Comics somehow they had a change of management or something. Well, before that, um, you know, Vertigo, DC Vertigo, they they changed their deal, and so suddenly it wasn't they weren't getting such a good deal. Like, this is all very vague and broad strokes, but they couldn't get the the good deal anymore. Creators at, at Vertigo, so there was like loads of people no doing original stuff for Vertigo as of a few years ago, and the Oster and Image kind of opened their doors and went, "Oh right, we're over here." You want to do that over there, yeah, yeah, yeah. and creators all go there now mm. yeah, with their uh, their series that they're going to own a bit of it, you know. And they get to keep on their characters. And they own it, and when someone yeah, makes a TV show, they, get money and they own near enough absolutely everything. Because I think Vertigo has kind of withered away. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, apparently. Um, apparently, that was done to that. Yeah, that change. Apparently, recently as well, there's left. been like two or three series at Vertigo that have uh, just abruptly come to an end, oh. and they've had to stop the stories, and there's just not really anything coming out from them. So I really, yeah, I used to really like Vertigo titles because I got sucked in with Hellblazer and Shared, and I was like, and Sandman, I was like, wow, these are really good in the nineties, and then yeah, compared to what they put out now, I was like. Yeah, give it a few series a few goes and it was just like oh yeah there's something called um, Unfollowed that apparently was doing really really well and uh, they've just they, they did a wrap up issue last month or something and it just abruptly stopped the story and that was it they've just stopped the series and they started another new bit they got imprint last yeah. year but it's just like they've just stopped everything right. and started they started again else kind of thing they started again with a new <laughs> that's, really, that's a bad model to take yeah. just to you know stop mid-flow and try and start mm -hmm. up again that's that's not no that doesn't really it's work it's been a proven model that doesn't work like, yeah. the curious thing now is that whereas <laughs> previously artists and writers they would do something independently I mean, if they were successful, then suddenly <coughs> Marvel and DC would come and say, well, you know, why don't you do this yeah, for us? Remote, yeah. And they would do a contract, and they would, do, they would go there, they would do that. Now, it's kind of the opposite. Marvel and DC, they have a good, because in the last year they had a, a good team of scouts all around the world to get artists and, and writers. Oh, right. So they started Marvel and DC. And then, if they are successful, they go and say, well, you know, I'm going to the image now. Yeah. <laughs> and now you pop. Yeah. So suddenly, they're like a feeder they, 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 club. Yeah. They, now, rather than being the flow, yeah. The flow of how the artists and the writers are coming and going now has to change. So, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> um, I remember at the time as well, um, they wanted John Romita Jr. And he said to them, I'll stay where I am, you know, job security. And I think Marvel even went, like, John Romita Jr. is the only guy we've got left, you know. So they bumped up his, like, his rates, you know. So he stayed with Marvel. Well, yeah, because he's in a bargaining position there. Do you know, there was a thing that he, I mean, John Romita Jr., I don't know what your recollection of him was in the 80s but he was like a good artist he was a good artist he wasn't like he wasn't like top tier though he wasn't like no, he was favourite he wasn't, wasn't like, considered top tier no he was good he was very good he was consistent but then he became the star once it, once all these by guys, default yeah because I don't want to be too nasty but that's my memory of it right right he was certainly yeah. like the hot shit because he was the only guy left <laughs> and, he yeah. had, and he had that kind of Right. So, so yeah, and then and then when he stopped in X Men, was Sylvester starting? I think. Yeah, there was a bit of Leonardo in there. Leonardo as well. And Alan Davis. Alan Davis, a few bits and pieces. You know, it was a real drop off. Even just saying that, like John Romita Jr., Rick Leonardo, Alan Davis, and then fucking these pricks. You know, I just didn't like it. I just thought these guys are not good. I, I mean, Rob Liefeld was beyond the fucking joke. I yeah, he read. was awful. I didn't like him. <laughs> I didn't like him. He, he I mean, and the you worst. would, you would think that it's yes. America with the tits. Yes. Well, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, but, you know, people liked it. So you had to just go, well, they like it. No, no, you trust me to keep it. It's come to taste, is not it? Yeah, I mean, it, it was that. Life was certainly to me the, the coolest artist of the, of the lot. Some people say about Valentino, but to me, Life was the worst. Ah, but he did like normal man, didn't he? Yeah, he was a bit more of an indie guy. He yeah. did interesting stuff. So, God. so what have you brought? Are they all images, or are they? Parts yeah, of no, the these game? are images. Yeah, I brought just bit. I mean, I brought that because I brought that to my friend Tony. Because when I was in Menorca, <laughs> my friend Tony. Tony. I mean, we used to buy spawn and. Uh, See, that's always a big thing. Of him. Him. Do you know what it was? So it was a little like, far movie. So. Fails. That's what it was. Yeah. That's what I need. Not Fatman. Yeah. So you got that, and then I brought Wildcats. You didn't need the word fails, just a little bit of ketchup. No, it's Imagine like, Lee. Let's go for it, it would give me the, the full length. Uh, so that's a. Full list. Those two comics are. Tear more of the worst. These were like from the start. That's from the start, yes. Somehow, though. So Wildcats, like a, a take on who would be. Kind of like X Men. Right. Yes. Yeah, that was kind of the take of X Men, really. And Sylvester though was kind of like that. Who's this artist? Yeah, yeah, I recognise this. Who's this? Jim Lee. Oh, right. Sorry, okay. Yeah, let's have a look. This is Rob Liefeld's greatest drawings. That's a chest, by the way, at the top. It's not a This is like his worst, <laughs> his worst wow. drawings. Look at that. That's crossbones. There you yeah. are. See, maybe if you were like 13 or something, eh, you would. You would really dig that, but I was just too old. But almost all the superhero stuff is like that. That's yeah, see, again. Yeah, this is exacerbated 
Andamos a point where it was just doesn't know how. <laughs> what is that? The prospect. Look at these buttons. What is it? It's oh, it's from above. It's right. like a Wolverine ripoff. Mm. He's just not. He doesn't know perspective. No, it has not. And yet, meanwhile, yeah. somebody's gone absolutely bonkers <laughs> with all the computer colouring. Yeah. On it. Look at the detail and the colouring. Oh my god. This. That's ridiculous. The bad rock. Yeah, but, but you know, Rob Liefeld, <laughs> these guys really got into the popular culture yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. There was an MTV ad, I think, that Spike Lee directed. Yeah, he did uh, Levi's. He did Levi's adverts. That's right. He That's was the model of Levi's. He was in the well, Levi's advert, yeah. You know. Oh, this Rob Liefeld's Captain America. See, that's the most famous. What the hell's going on? That's one of the... That's a... Science fiction horror. That is shite. It's fucking out. terrible. Let's do in the film how we look like. <laughs> like how, we, how we should have looked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie structure of it. There you are. <laughs> Natural, eh? So funny. Yeah, it's, it's just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I go a magazine in Spain talks about comics and they went through there's an article about Rob Liefeld and all these big faux pas. Like there's a in the same page there's someone entering into a room and it's someone sitting in a table and the table is oval and in the next panel the table is actually rectangular. For example. <laughs> or suddenly the room, you know, is Five meters wide, and then the next page is like twenty meters wide. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I just I think I, I think I remember that from that. There was like an X Men. I think it was like an old X Men that I was reading, and it's like that. They're all sitting around the table. They're all like a massive, massive table. They're all really relaxed, and then the next panel, it was like this tiny, tiny table, and there's only five of them there. But it's the same shot. It's the yeah. exact same shot. And it's, so, like, it's just Jesus. So yeah. <laughs> The Creech. The Creech. Yeah. The Creech. Prophet. Prophet. Still. Not heard of that. <laughs> no, sounds fiction. Chrono Nauts is one that I. I the. Uh, yeah, yes. I bought the comics. It's one that ha I highlighted. I quite liked fun. the story and the fun. artwork was quite nice. Jumping yeah. in between the different historical periods. I it's quite really liked fun. That, you know, it's just a science fiction, good fun. It's thingy, isn't it? It's uh, made for made for Phil Miller. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? yeah. Mike Miller. Mark Miller here. Uh, Mark Miller and yeah, that's quite Sean Murphy. That, yeah, that's, 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 a, that's, that's a, quite a good read. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's quite nice as well. And then Mark Miller again and Frank Wiley. Mm -hmm. That I've not read Jupiter. What's in Jupiter's Legacy? Have a look at that. Yeah, it's just beautiful. <coughs> oh, beautiful. Jupiter's Legacy. They were all kind of copying each other, eh? Yeah, of course they were. <laughs> I just wrote some, just wrote some stuff to see how it was oh, kind of fun. At the beginning. Yeah. What's the premise with the... Uh, yeah, that's Greg Capullo though. Jupiter's Legacy? What's the deal? Beginning of the 20th century, there is this group of adventures they go to this island because there's something in this island that tells them that they need to reach it so they can change the world okay. essentially and then it jumps to now and you you meet the second the second generation of the, the sons and daughters of these people who went to the island 
that acquired these powers. It became superheroes. Oh, okay. So now you see. So a place that we become with classic mythology. So you have the old gods and the new gods, and how the sons and the daughters have to kill the old gods in order to take the place. Yeah, there's a second series of it. Is it? Yeah, was it Jupiter's? There was in the middle. There was Jupiter's circle. Circle, that's it. Yeah. Which it just it concentrates on kind of like on the whole thing, sort of, yeah, kind of. Tend to fill the gaps. I buy that. I buy that purely for Frank White. I think the artist does. Beautiful. Sounds interesting as well. Beautiful. So that's that. And then I brought Walking Dead. Yeah. Is that the latest issue of the Walking Dead? Uh, one of the latest ones. I bought yeah. it because it's twenty five cents. Ah, right. So it was really cheap so far. Well, yeah, the other. I mean, the style was as good, yeah. isn't it? With the tones in it as well. Yeah, French kind of. Yeah, it can be like that. Uh -huh. Oh, I didn't say French necessarily. And then, <laughs> hit flash. Hit flash. <laughs> Science fiction. This is. Am I meant to know that? Is that like a classic title, hit flash? No. Oh, yeah. no. no. They're picking up a character from Royal Lytho, mm -hmm. uh, he created it, and they say, okay, that's how we're going to do it. Right. I just I couldn't, really different. couldn't get into it at all. I read the whole first one, but just, no, I just couldn't get into it. I liked it, I, I like it, it's a, it's a nice, the, it's not just one artist, that's the first thing. They keep the yeah, same oh, sort yeah, of look. Yeah. And there's just one artist. Added there, and it's quite fun. Yeah. I just got, I got, I got mega confused with the first one. I might give it another go and just read on and see if I get it. Yeah, don't, don't overthink it. Just, just read it. As no, I, I remember you saying that at the time as well. There's no. But that was, uh, that was, that was ages ago. So I'll give it another go. I just, a lot of the graphics and the designs yeah. they do, you know, they, they absorb oh, from manga, <clears throat> from other influences, and they just added it to it. Don't get me wrong, it looks good. It looks great. I, I mean, just, I couldn't follow the story. Brandon Graham, he, oh, he, yeah. Brandon Graham, he, is a big fan manga and manga uh, artist. Uh, so mm. he likes a lot of the, the fan, especially Masamune Shiro and other artists. Yeah. And he adds that into the art, and he tries to make a mix of what a comic and a manga should look like. Yeah. You know, uh, so he, he just draws this one, Brandon Graham, yeah? Or does he write it as well? He writes it, he oh, writes it, yeah, yeah, he writes it as well, yeah, yeah. Interesting, yeah. And he also just writes it. Yeah, yeah, and it's Simon Roy. But they, they, they change, you know, there's, there's, there's few artists. Because he's something else. If it's something about Orphic, then it's off my fucking oh, scale. Yeah, yeah, something yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only know him from this. Okay. Yeah. I only know him from uh, Prophet. Yeah. It's another one of those I'll kick myself, not remembering. Is this humans v hippo this, men or not? 
Oh, right. It's genetic, uh, uh, genetics uh, experimentation ah, with human true. DNA and animal DNA to create the perfect oh. um, apple. Did you bring yeah. it? Did, Did you, you bring, bring it just apple? for Tom? <laughs> so sorry, just for Tom. Just for Tom. Yeah, oh, the animal is <laughs> I forgot completely. No, 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 Tom. Look at that though. The artwork is yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a pity Mike isn't here because I could have just. This is a new beginning. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jose Ladron, the artist on that. He, there's a lot of. You can see he's been. He's very influenced by European comics and fiction, like. Um, Spent some time. Hey, it's very gangerous. Uh, Jodorowsky and. Um, oh, there's a lot of influence so in there. I said it, it looks very Geiger esque. Yeah. Geiger, yeah. Geiger yeah. and. Um, what the artist on this? There's a lot of stuff that reminds me of the <laughs> cast. The cast of the Meta Barons. That's from Jodorowsky yeah. again. Yeah. There's a lot of look of it. Yeah. Comes from there. So, Carlos Jimenez is the artist, a Spanish artist, and Jodorowsky is Mexican. So, mm. Jose Ladron is a Mexican artist. So, looking at this, if you. If you know the custom meta barons and you look at this and you go, yes. Yeah. You mm -hmm. notice the influence and where it's coming from. So mm -hmm. yeah. In the look, in the colors as well. It looks nice. It's, I just, oh, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Really. Not, not your bag. It freaks me out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I can understand because some of the things you go, what the yeah. heck? And it's quite brutal. <laughs> Were you there at the start for an inch then? No, yeah, no, no, I, no, I came on late as well. I, I mean, I knew about. I, I grew up with uh, with Spawn and um, reading it or just no, 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 just it would just be in there. But the 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 film came out uh, just at the right age for me. I cottoned on to when it was out, but that was just that was to give me the idea of what Spawn was. You right. know what I mean? But that film wasn't anything really to do with. The comics in any way, shape, or form. But the character of Spawn and that was about it. Oh, oh right. Um, was it a real one of the early bad takes of? I enjoy it, but I enjoy it from the independently. Yeah, from the perspective of when I first saw it, I didn't know anything about it. About so it, right. it was just like if you do didn't know anything, then you can maybe get. But it was also the kid brain as well. Of, Ooh, blowing up stuff. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, big creatures. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that was that was it. Um, but that made me kind of find out who Spawn was and then inadvertently find out from there. But I, I remember seeing a lot of Liefeld stuff as I was growing up right. and just being like, what the fuck? Because mm. it's just, it's just shapes thrown yeah. together. There's nothing, there's nothing to do to it, you know what I mean? No, I wasn't there for the exactly. the To me, it's our Captain America. Yeah, right. exactly. um, but no, I wasn't there for, I wasn't there to for me. the Inception, <laughs> but all the stuff now that's coming up is just, Incredible. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff getting yeah. well. I mean, I brought along. Oh yeah, working Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. for some of that. Uh, I just love, I love the way. I love the way. The right. I love the way the art is. It just looks incredible. And the fact that it's tying gods and mythology to pop culture is just something. Something else. Um, I mean, you've got your. Characters that are meant to be like people within pop culture, but also mixed with mythology. So you got you know, like Kanye West. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Look alike. 
no, uh, kind of like aspiring artist, mirror image, kind yeah, of thing. Like you a, know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've got your kind of um, Bowie looking chick playing like the kind of ambiguous, evil s kind of maybe yeah. not so misunderstood characters, and you've got your main character girl that's going through it, trying to find out what's going on, but expanding the story a bit more as well. I don't know, I just, I really dug it. I just really, really got into it. It's just, you don't really have to think about it too much, and it's good to look at as well, which is just really entertaining. Yeah, but it's yeah. also got an in-depth story behind it, if you're looking for that as well. You right. know what I mean? The art is very clean, very clean. It's, oh, mm. God, it's just it's it's, beautiful. That's just... It's really, really good. It's just fantastic. They but did, they did, was the phonogram they did previously? The same yes, they did phonogram before that. And they also had done, I don't know if Young Avengers came and Young Avengers as well. Before, yeah. Uh, Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey um, worked on this. But yeah, they did Young Avengers before that and kind of cemented themselves into where they were within, like, what they could do. And yeah. I think they then managed to jump on the back of that success and print this title. Um, but it was, it was just fantastic. I, I absolutely love it. I just, I, I think it looks amazing and I love something that clearly has something else going on within the story mm-hmm. and you're just kind of finding a piece out at a time but still going along with it. With, yeah, with there is a main narrative as well. There is a, a long narrative going on. Oh yeah, totally. But, going but at the same time you have all the characters that, yeah. and some of them they don't know they are reincarnation of a god some of them they know now they are the reincarnation of a god and and but at the same time each god has its role yeah in the story there's, and they cannot deviate from it there's a lot going on but they still manage to contain what's going on on a broad scale and bring it in by doing these individual stories in between and just letting you know every now and then, by the way, all this is happening in, in amongst this tiny little singular story yeah, that's yeah. going on at the moment. It's, uh, it's just fantastic. I love it. I don't, I don't is it ongoing? Yeah. 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 What are they at now? God. You don't buy the comics, though, do you? you just no, buy the... no, no, I just buy the, the volumes, but I'm so sure they're the Fifth, fourth, four. fifth volume is about to come out? I think the fifth volume is about to come out. I think oh, the yeah. fourth has been out. I think the fifth is a way to come out. But, uh, yeah. but um, there so was a That's at least 30 issues, isn't it? But there was a break in art. Um, and one of the volumes, I guess volume three, has different artists for each issue throughout it. Um, and then it gets back on track again after that. Did you that before. I haven't read that one yet. I've seen some of the issues, don't get me wrong, I've seen some of the issues um, because obviously they post on Twitter and they put all their singular pages and whatnot and just say this is their favourite part from this issue and stuff like that. So I've seen the pages, um, but I haven't actually read the story. I have to keep trying to avoid it though because it tells another bit of the story and kind of going... But I still look Spoiler at yeah. Spoiler I just kind of have to try and take in the art yeah. without looking at the speech bubbles and everything. Yeah. I was going, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Which is hard. <laughs> you think yeah. your glasses are like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, it still looks, it still, they've got good artists to work on it as I well. I didn't know the name of comic after me. <laughs> G-Man! Uh, you said it! I still haven't read that. I still haven't, I still haven't read that. I just brought it along. That, that was one of the ones that yeah. Go off of yourself. Oh, is I it? Still haven't read it, but that was—is that not 
the guy that did all the all the little Marvel stuff. Um, he he did the mini Marvels. Mini Marvels, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The mini Marvels. Yeah, he did the mini Marvels. I like mini Marvels. Um, another one I quite enjoy is Outcast. Uh, the Robert Kirkman's Outcast. Yes. The possession. Scary. That's, that is scary quite a horror story. It's now that's been made in a TV series as well. Uh, I don't know if that's still going though. Yes, is it still going? The yeah, second I'm series is always always out or is about to appear. I haven't um, I haven't caught up, caught up with the TV show, um, but the, the book is incredible. Um, just all about a guy who had a bit of a, a rough upbringing, and he's all his friends and family know that he had a, a rough upbringing uh, but they're not entirely sure what it was that, that happened. They just think that he's, his mum possibly abused him but there's a, a larger plot going on including uh, uh, involving a demonic possession. Alright. Um, but it all it's comes... It's the favourite in the... In the, in the Kind of middle of nowhere American. Yeah, <laughs> it all it all comes to light though when a when a boy becomes possessed within the uh, within the town, and it seems to be by the same or by the, if not the same the same grouping of uh, demons that dealt with this boy before. But I I enjoy it from the aspect that I enjoy The Exorcist, and it's very Exorcist esque. Yes. And it's not, you know, it's not just straight up that's, giving you... That's a nice night. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, flashback stuff. Sure. Yeah, that's a flashback. Yeah. Um, but it's... Um, I, I enjoy it because it's not just straight up, oh, we gotta go fight these demons or whatever. It's nothing like that. It's very eerie and very suspenseful. And, right. Um, it, it's trying to... Like, again, it's trying to explore a bigger story, but doing it in a singular sort of along aspect but it's it's good it's really good and it's got good visuals along with it mm -hmm. as well the visual and you have to pay attention yeah there's lots really, of little details yep. okay the artist tries to simplify but there's at the same time but it's yeah. quite there's a yeah lot there's, there. there's a lot of also there is visual light to follow the story and, and it was definitely yeah. destined for a tv show mm -hmm. so, yeah. and it's done it's done well to get tv show i've watched the first couple of episodes and it does it, Keeps the style and keeps the the narrative quite well, but I think they're kind of slightly deviating because the second the second episode has nothing to do with any of the books. The first episode follows the first volume to the letter, mm -hmm. and then it's like the second episode kind of goes off on its own right. a wee bit. So they got the entire first volume in the first episode. Uh, I think so. It's either the first issue or the first volume, but it is pretty. The the you know it's an hour long. Yeah. Peace. Um, yeah. You know, you can cover quite a lot. Hmm. But, yeah, it's, it's a very decent story. And I think there's plenty of, like, physical action spread over pages. Yes. So, it's not that much plot. No. Mm. No. So maybe they've got their pilot done then, and then they've got their series, and then, right, we'll do what we like. We'll do what we want, yeah. yeah. But they kind of did that with Walking Dead as well, didn't they? You know what I mean? They went and did mm. their own thing, and it's only now later on that they're kind of trying to tie it back into, right. into the yeah. comics a wee bit a wee bit very mm -hmm. very subtle oh, and the main yeah. lines are with the walking are mm -hmm. pretty much the same I think as long as they get the start 
the same and they finish the same, it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? What they do in between. As long as they kind of match up, there's a good at the end. It's one of those things is when you change media, like what we're saying, mm -hmm. <laughs> pointing out, when you're going from comic to film or from film to comic or from book to comic or mm -hmm. whichever media you're, you're talking about, then <coughs> something in the comic will work. Mm -hmm. But not necessarily it's gonna work to the same effect in the screen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So you have to add, you have to change things, you have to work in a different yeah. way. And there's people who say, Oh no, I want exactly the same. Okay, that's not how in the comics happen. And say, Well, that's because that's not a comic, what's on the TV or in the cinema. Yeah. It's based on, but that's it. So yeah. you need to remember that, you need to have that. Most of this, I've, I read, the, I read the first, the first comics of Outcast, so. and I thought I wasn't gonna like it because, mm -hmm. and then I said, well, I'm gonna give it a try and really, really enjoy it. Yeah, and I had a chance to watch the program. And I said, no, I'm not gonna watch the program. Mm -hmm. I know, having read the comic very much, I don't want, I don't know. I just yeah, that was because I'd said to you it was horror, and it was like very possessive. And it is, and it's horror. horror. Yeah, it's, it's definitely horror, but it's done in a way that it's horror. It's they make. Well, they make it very available for anybody to get into it. You don't have to be in horror to read it, which is, that's, that's, that's a gift to do that. I'll say that much because a lot of people, you know, if they're going to write a genre, they're going to aim it to target audience and that's it. Mm. Whereas these guys are trying to make it as kind of broad as possible, which is, which is good. Kirkman seems to be pretty good at that though. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a, a huge fan of him himself, but he, he's a damn good writer. I'm going with that. Bola Zanfeta is done brilliant in that series. Mm -hmm. He's been very, very good mm -hmm. artist. Yep. It's the, right, the right artist for that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't imagine now the outcast without Zanfeta. Mm -hmm. If you read a few of them, that's... Do they ever change? Or is he still doing it? Well, I don't know. But mm, I still I haven't caught up recently. So the, the, the issues that I read, the, the first six issues that I read, it's all as I said. It's all every first one. But um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Read a bit of Black Science. That's good. Black Science is interesting. That's uh, oh, that's a time traveling one, isn't it? Recommend it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a bit confusing. That's a lot to do with interdimensional travel and how it goes wrong and what happens between the dimensions and whatnot and trying to tell the backstory of how they got into the interdimensional travel in the first place so it's a lot of uh, visual spectacle but there's a good story to it as well I guess but it's um nice monsters yeah yeah really good visually visually astounding like I think it looks Incredible, look at that. That's really nice, but <sighs> since that would be tough a homage to this work or the pyramids, yeah, the, the world the top of a back of a giant turtle, and yep. but whatever it's, um, on top of something else. It can get confusing, mm -hmm. but stuff like that can stuff with time travel and interdimensional yeah. travel and stuff like that can get really confusing. Yeah. And especially when you're trying to tell something as fast paced, like it does. It, when they're when they're doing when they're jumping interdimensionally, they're usually doing it because they're trying to get out of the situation and as quick as possible. Right. So you tend to find that a lot of the stories are really quick and they're really trying to bang it out as quick as possible, and then they'll just suddenly slow down to tell you the backstory. So right. this is all going really fast paced, and they're jumping about. And there's lots of action going on, 
and then I think it's about a few pages in, and just suddenly they catch up with the rest of the group and oh yeah, they catch up catch up with the rest of the group, and then it's like next issue it's you know backstory yeah it's you know bang slowing down this is what happened here blah blah blah. And then it just straight back into the action again. Right. It's a lot. It's a lot like that, you know. They'll do yeah. a lot of action and then a wee bit of backstory, and then a lot of action and a wee bit of backstory, you know. But it's, it's deep. I mean, it looks incredible. Yeah. Um, but it, it can be quite confusing. Yeah, the artwork's amazing. Quite like the cartoon mm. faces. Yeah, they're kind of halfway between. Yeah. Personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, It's. Yeah, kind of. Halfway to being a caricature, isn't it? Kind it's one of, of the more highly rated uh, comic books just now. If you go on the likes of really? Amazon or anything like that, people are talking off a storm mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. yeah, and you can get it for quite cheap on Amazon at the minute as well. It's like well, the first volume is nine ninety nine dollars, so it's like five quid. So I'm pretty sure if I remember something like that, that. Like five, five six, six pounds, something yeah. like that. Yeah, because much does that as well with some of the collections. Well, a few of them, the first volume, they made it, they put it cheaper, mm-hmm. so it's a more affordable price yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Paper Girls as well, I quite enjoyed Paper Girls, didn't expect to like that, Brian K. Vaughan. Um, I didn't expect to like that, started off and didn't, wasn't really into it, <coughs> but kind of an 80s, mm-hmm. 80s kind um, of, sort of girls come of age story, but with... Um, Aliens and stuff like that, and it was, there's a lot of stuff going on in that. Like it just gets. I think the more and more, the more and more of those issues go on, the crazier it gets, because it starts off so simple and just like them investigating a kind of alien crash landing, and then before you know it, they're involved in, they're involved in like interdimensional time travel and everything, and it's like what. But it's good. It's good. You know, a group of Stand by Me esque right, girls, yeah. um, very much kind of banding together, and they're all paper girls, and you know, it's. Uh, yeah. Oh, I used to have one of them. Or my BMX, one of them party yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like trying to save humanity, but you know, they'll all be done under the radar, so probably nobody will know that, and yeah. It's interesting. It's really interesting. Oh, um, that was one. That was one I didn't actually expect to expect to enjoy, but I really mm-hmm. shouldn't have expected much less from Brian K. Vaughan. He's a, he's a good writer. It's nice visual as well. Really nice visual as well. Okay, who's the artist again? Cliff Chang. Cliff Chang. Ah, oh, Cliff Chang. That's it. Oh yeah, he won the. You know, won the Eisner for for that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, I <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember earlier this year. Yes. You, you read that, didn't you? That yeah, and I can't remember a lot about it. It didn't do a note for me. Yeah. See, the first issue didn't really do much for me yeah. either, but I thought, oh, I'll continue on and see, and I got really right. into it. Yeah, that's all I read. I got the first one, I was like, mm. Yeah, I got really into it, I didn't expect it. Um, aside from that, Sex Criminals is, uh, is another one. Matt Fraction and Chip Sidarsky, um about... A couple who can stop time whilst having sex, yeah. um, and so they decide to use that to their advantage and go rob some banks. 
Um, but really, really good. Really Interesting funny. premises. <laughs> yeah, really funny. Uh, there's a particular scene with uh, one of them. Yeah, that's quite different. Yeah. One of, one of the, the girl goes to sing to the guy, uh, Queen. Uh, what is it? Is it Don't Stop Me Now? I don't know. But she, she goes to sing a Queen song to him, um, and they don't have the rights to the Queen song, so Matt Fraction writes over the top of all the lurk boxes with his own post-it notes saying, don't have the rights to this song yet, so I'm just going to write X, Y, and Z. Where is it? There. So, uh, it's my jam. Mm-hmm. So here Susie starts singing Fat Bottom Girls, that's it, by Queen. Legally, though, that was an issue. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it's like every, everything is just over the top of all the, the speech bubbles. What was it with that, right? But it still shows her, like, in the clothes and everything, and the stuff that he's thinking. Yeah. And then it's pretty dark, isn't it? Anyway, the day we uploaded the book, we heard again there might be a chance, so we tried. But if you're reading this, we clearly either couldn't afford the lyric usage or they weren't made available to us. I don't know, that's a double day. Yeah, it's like a big musical number. (laughs) But it just goes on like that. It's it's very funny. Very, very funny. But Map Fractions... That is a a cute little uh, bit there. Yeah, yeah. It really stands out. Um. Yeah, that and uh, Velvet was one that Nando turned me on to. Yes. Uh, that was spy espionage story. Is it the 70s, 60s? Something like that, yeah. 60s, 70s. Sort of era. Yep, Brubaker and Steve Hinting. Yeah. That's really good. Um, that looks nice. All from the... Uh, oh, the artist. Is it the same art? Is it the same? Yeah, as, same, art, same as artist. Or, or fed out? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's the, the writer is oh. the artist, oh. no, the fatalist, mm-hmm. another one. Uh, uh, the fatalist, is it Philip? Uh, oh, yeah, Philip, yeah, Philip's, yeah, no. yeah. And this? Is Epton, Steve Epton, Steve Epton. But it's a, a receptionist who is actually a spy, goes to investigate the murder of her, one of her agents within the, within the field who was also her lover. And then gets entangled in a big. So uh, she's. I would not think that she's just a receptionist where actually she was the best agent yeah, at the time when she was younger. Right. Best and agent she's in MI5, wasn't it? Or MI6 or something. And then she comes back because she has to, you know. And. Oh, it's just. And she's then so sexy. And obviously, it's a, like a typical spy novel, there's twists, there's betrayal, there's yep. things get. It's, uh, it's great. It's and because, because of the time that it's written as well, they all underestimate her because she's a woman. Oh, like, so they play that, they, yeah, they, yeah. they write that into And the then she uses that. as well from that point of view. She, she actually does it at one point as well, like, oh, there's one way that a woman gets ahead here and it's like the next shot's her with her, her clothes off and just being like, oh, another pawn, you know. She's really like, she's power playing them and yeah. they don't know it kind of thing. She's the, the way she's drawn, she's yeah, I was gonna say, has <laughs> this sounds like something that could easily be made into somewhat. Yes, uh, I wouldn't be half surprised if it does because yeah, it's incredible. The, the amount of work that's did, I don't know, was done, but <coughs> to design her, that's the thing, is 
looks like photos. Yeah. They've taken it from photos. That's what it's like. Yeah, but I don't know who. That's the thing. But you look But you look at her and 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 you go you you fell in love. You're falling in love with her because it's I know it's drawn beautifully. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, what's the you never said what? that last time you talked yeah, about it. Yeah, oh, you fall in love with her. What, you fall in love with her, yeah. You fall in love with the character. Yeah, it's me, interesting. You fall in love with the character, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's, it's, I really like it. Mm. And it's, it's just you, a spy story, okay? Don't expect, you know, it's a spy story. It's a spy it's story. Yep. Classic spy story, you know. He knows what it is, he says what's in the can, but the twist is, it's not a man. It's a woman, right? And it's a woman, like she is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And she kicks ass. Yep. Definitely. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's my that's my image picks. I would say I hate Fairyland, but I haven't finished it yet. Scott Young's great. Fluffing fluff. Fluffing fluff. Sugar and fluff. Sugar and fluffs. I bought a. Fuck Fairyland issue. One of their better yeah. ones. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Good. I liked it. I was trying to think of what I liked. I, well, I had a list of my image stuff and I was like, if it jumps out at me and I remember, then otherwise, nah. Nah. But the ones that jumped out, some I couldn't even remember from the titles, but the ones that jumped out that I thought, oh yeah, I remember liking that was Airboy. Big Man Plans, which I've mentioned before, Chrononauts mm-hmm. that you brought, The Dying yeah. of the Dead, The Fade Out, God Damned, yeah. God Hates Astronauts, Hook, Odyssey, but just because of the art, mm-hmm. the story didn't really... I, I appreciated That's, how much work went into the art and stuff, but... That's... Um, it was all a bit. That's fraction as well. That's some from Sex Criminals. Yeah. yeah. Spread. And then there were a couple on Shadowline. Is that like a sub imprint of? Yeah. Yeah. Pisces, which only ran for three issues, and that, but I really liked it. And then that got cancelled. Mm-hmm. And Birthright, which is Skybound. Is that another sub imprint of Kirkman's? Isn't it that? Skybound is Robert Kirkman's imprint, and the other one you said was uh, Shadow Line. That is Valentino's imprint. Shadow Line. Yeah, Birthright. Birthright is is quite good. Yeah, I I only bought like ten issues of it, but I think it's still kind of going. Um, Yeah. And I had that splitting image, but that didn't really do much for me. So I brought along Airboy. Which is be- beautifully coloured and beautifully drawn. Have you seen it? Yes. Yeah. One, yeah. Oh, everybody's amazing. Yeah. This one, Big Man Plans by Eric Powell and Tim Weish. 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 I yeah. hope. I nice hope. Mm-hmm. I've not massacred that name. This again was something that I liked both the story and the artwork. I thought it was great and. Uh, in being a little fella, I can relate to it. <laughs> Although the first page I opened there, look what's going on there. Oh, what a what? Absolutely. <laughs> Appendage and that. Oh, 
Hello. But the artwork's beautiful and the colouring's beautiful. And it's, you know, it's a bit of a revenge story. It starts best clean a bar and just like... Fuck. Brutal. Hook again. A Mark Miller thing. I was quite surprised. But I thought, actually, again, I really loved the artwork. But the story was a breath of fresh air as well. I don't know if you've read it or not. I haven't read it, no. I haven't read it. I've not read it. He's just, you know. It's like a nice... He's a nice character. kind of... Yeah. Spirit. Yeah, like, what's the something. Bit of a simple term, maybe not. Maybe that's under... But, you know, he's a little town boy and he just likes helping. And it I wasn't... I heard there's no sort of, you know, there's no bigger sort of, oh, this is going to turn dark at any point. It's just really nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. Uh, it was really nice. Is that Raphael Albuquerque as well? Yeah, I think so. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Raphael Albuquerque. Yeah. Such a good artist. Created by the two of them. Yeah. Um. That's Raphael Albuquerque. There's an American vampire. Oh right. Magnetical. The hook was another one I really liked, and uh, spread, which I think has stopped. Oh, that's not if it's restarted. Is that the one that you said to ages to come out? Or was that something else? There was Zoo, zoo Hunters on. No, that was that Zoo was, Hunters. Yeah. Well, this one I really liked because there was a lot of red in it. And, well, they didn't use a lot of colours, but there was a lot of red, mm. which I quite like in, in mid So it's quite a bleak uh, place. It's There's been some kind of infection of some kind, some kind of disease, um, but without giving too much of a word, it's quite tense, Is it, quite has tense. It, well, the cover is a homage to, um, well, Long Wolf Cup. Yeah, you said that last time, yeah. To what, sorry? <coughs> Long Wolf and Cup. It's a, <coughs> sorry, it's a manga. What is this? Ah. A samurai and... He Long saves, wolf and cub. Yeah. He saves a baby. Ah. And then it's the adventure of him. Oh, right. Oh, going okay. through this sort of... That sounds... Yeah, maybe that's what their inspiration dream. was without... And you've as, them. as they encounter... Nando, you've outed them. <laughs> all kind of... Uh, <laughs> Did you look that up? That long... Cub yeah, long, long wolf and cub. Yeah. Long wolf and cub. <clears throat> well, that's what it looks like. A long... Yeah. It's, it's a homage yeah. to it. Uh, oh, that one there. Kind of, yeah. I see what you mean. There, yeah, there, yeah, there yeah. is a film as well. The, the, the That's very similar. Yeah. Anger. Maybe. A film. I know, I'm pretty sure there's a film. Maybe it was a this. Western futuristic homage to it. Oh, my missus has got one of them. I've seen that, like a little long, a long Wolf and Cub book. Yeah. Uh, that's. Right, right, right. I just, when I saw that, I thought, that that looks like obviously there's something else going on there. It's yeah. It's a sort of infection and whatever. It's monsters, aliens, whatever. It's called no. As in N O. <laughs> I think. No. Okay. So yeah, that's that's my image uh, contribution. Contribution, but yeah, like him, like him. Well, a yours. lot. I didn't bring him. Just vitriol. Okay. The ones, no, the ones. I mean, 1963, that's terrific. Alan Moore. 
kind of a headless beast of a book though. I don't know if you remember. Mm -hmm. Kind of, it's written like it's a because it came up in 1993, so they did it like it was 1963, and these were comics that were like the original Marvel comics. Oh, right, okay. And even the, the ad, and even the adverts on it. Yeah, the adverts are terrific. They're just a great read. Alan Moore does it all. The oh, art is brilliant. Steve Bissett and all these guys. Oh, yeah. Reddit. Can you look it up? Oh, it's terrific. Every every issue is like a, another title from the line. So it's like. It doesn't. I think it maybe says nineteen sixty three in little letters, and then it's called like the Fury or yeah, like Mystery Incorporated. There's six. Ah, of them. right. Oh no, I've not read it. They're really terrific. And you know the thing is, I don't know if it's the same now, but you were these Written were like by um, bargain bins like, for twenty p. Really? Oh, you, that's how I got them. I'm sure. I think. Yeah, mm. but really good and really. Affable Al, he was called in the letter pages, you know, Affable Al. <laughs> yeah, kind of gets to the end of the sixth issue, and the 1963 characters have yeah. like gone across over and meet the 1993, the new image characters. Right. And they'd all signed on, all the image guys, they were all going to draw a bit of it, blah, blah, blah. Alan Moore had written it all, it was this big, huge thing that was going to end the series, 1963, 1993. But all, the, all those bloody image guys fluffed it again, they didn't, they didn't draw the stuff, you know, they didn't <laughs> do it. So actually, it's never been collected because it's like it's it's just something missing. Yeah. All of that. It's like a big hit. But the issues of themselves is a great mm -hmm. read. Oh, but just be aware, it gets to the end and it goes continued, and it sounds like it's going to be great, and it never happened. Uh, Dave Gibbons. Is that? So yeah, you can't. Be, oh yeah, it's, it's terrific artists. Chester Brown and everything. Yeah. Rick Veach. But it's it just that's, that's probably a homage of you know, different sort of. <coughs> Comics from that time, from the 60s, right. when they came out. And it's so convincing. It's so yeah. convincing. Because you get the letters from the from the fans writing in the collection. <laughs> in the 60s research. So you have the letters, the interaction as well, of the fans writing to the Great read. to the to the series, and how the, the series editor or writer answers back. It's all set up, it's all done. The adverts, it's all yeah. taking the look of the adverts of that no. time. But again, they're all very. There's a lot of details, a lot of, mm -hmm. a lot of fun. We're all saying this as if we would be surprised by something by Alan Moore being. Well, exactly. <laughs> Even well, though every time we say something, we have to bring up. Oh, by the undoubtedly, way, you know. You know, it's true. I'm, I'm like sitting going, "What's your favourite image comic?" Well, Alan Moore. You know, it's like it's like my answer every. No matter what the topic, it's like, "Oh, Alan Moore." The, and the band doesn't want to do any more comics. You've seen that for decades. I I picked up one of those, you know, that cinema purgatorial things. Mm -hmm. And uh, how is it? Like he, it's him and Kevin O'Neill. It's like a new ten-page comic, yeah. But it's not just them. No, it's it's like an anthology. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I bought it for like fifty p or something, and the cheap old bit. You know. Yeah, I, mean, I bought it full price when it came out. Well yeah. impressed. Yeah. So <laughs> for fifty p, it was great. Yeah, if it was like this yeah. is a new. Kevin O'Neill art and everything, it was good. <laughs> I don't think I read any of the other books. But yeah, um, so that's, I mean, that's a great read. And then Bone, of course. There was, there was, um, um, there was like Christmas zombies or something. There was a, there was a thing, was Santa Claus versus the, zo the zombies or something was a series image did. 
And I think it might have been Rick Remender. It was about five years ago. And because it was a Christmas thing, I, I thought, well, what's this? And, I, and then it looked, mm-hmm. I think it opened and it was like somebody had shot Mrs. Claus or oh, no. shot Rudolph or something. And it had a big over the top scene of Santa. No! Is that the Hillary Barker one? That's definitely it. With the, uh, oh, that! Uh, 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 yeah. The Last Christmas. Is that what they call it? Yeah. The J- Jerry Duggan and um, uh, J- oh, Jerry Duggan and Brian Bussine. Right. Uh, ah, right. Oh god. Okay. The okay. show was called The Last. I threw you the wrong way. And it was yeah, Mrs. Claus. You were right. She got like the Last Christmas. The Last Christmas. Christmas. That was it. Yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah that. Ah, I remember as well. Yeah. But I've read that. I've read that. That's really good. That's amazing. Yeah. I think I got it. That's incredible. Christmas calling. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed that and I'm just pretty sure that was a match um, was it? Uh, I'm not sure yeah it was that was so good it just yeah. it had, had uh, Santa Claus thrown up and do you know um, what yeah there was another one that I started reading but it, it never finished and it was I think it was called The Great Unknown and it was just from looking through previews and I liked the bit they gave you and the idea was he would have an idea and, and then it would happen. Somebody else did it. And it kept happening. And, and they'd built a machine to get into this guy's head and get all the ideas and, and rip them off. Right. That was it. And I think there's been like, is that number three? Yeah. Never... <laughs> yeah, and he, it started off good and I enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, and then it turns out he's one of these man of action guys. So he was away doing Big oh, Hero. Right. Was it Big Hero Eight or Big Hero Six? Oh, Big Hero Six. Yeah. He was away working on that instead oh. of doing this. So it's kind I of crossed, and it's been yeah. a few years now. But one of the co-creators good. of uh, Ben Ten. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he's yeah. involved. Oh, so yes, he's yeah. involved with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And I have because my son. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. 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 Well, he knew. He you watch them bending all these it? image comics. The thing that bugs me with them is you've heard it before. They all seem like pictures to me. If I'm like, this is my pitch for a TV show. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. doing the on a movie, and this also had that great, the great unknown. But I, the idea was crazy enough that I liked it. And but in previews, they had a wee clip, and he was like thinking of something, and and then it, you just turned it, and he was like stood there with the two little fingers like that, and it was like yeah. <laughs> and I thought, I'm going to read that. <laughs> you know, it looked good. <laughs> so hopefully we get more of that. I think that's another reason that Sex Criminals works as well, though. It isn't, it, that doesn't seem like a pitch for something. That, is, that seems like something that would only work in comic book form. And it seems like they've, they've kind of hmm. taken that on themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they take pride in the fact that that's... Yeah, that's I think that. that's so weird though that one the whole idea of it yeah. being like time freezes because <laughs> you know every panel in the comic is frozen you know so it's like exactly the wrong sort of idea to put mm. in a comic yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you know works. but then they put on all these sparkly effects and that don't they so it looks great yeah Chip Zdarsky's good isn't he yeah yes he, he is. is he is really cool he is really good mm-hmm. Duncan Rollo yeah, the fractions of so any more comedy. There, there will be, but like all of these things, it was things I bought, or incidental to be an image. Yeah. So, Alan, was there any any image image stuff that you've no? I because I don't have my comic here. I've got filing cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a 
basically nothing here. Nah, that's alright. That's no worries. So you got to read this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Wilty, you mentioned at the first meeting that you came that I was at was about having your comics in a filing cabinet and it sparked something in my head. I cleared my filing cabinet out and thought, loads of mining. I've only got one filing cabinet but it was able to fit loads in. I, I can pick them up at garage sales for like five bucks. Right. So like, you know, three pound, five pound. That's the big ones. Four high, this deep. Some of them have dividers already. Most of them actually have dividers already in them. Right. So alphabetic comic. I've got about half a dozen. Do you find that, that, do you find that the the ride then roll though and bend or is it okay? As long as there's enough in there. If you only have right. it half full, yeah, they'll go every which way. Uh, okay. uh, when they're in the pockets, you know, the divider pockets mm -hmm. with you know that are metal. Yeah. And they clip on the rails and they come around and underneath. If you stick them in there, you can usually push them up. It's not too bad. You've got six of the filing cabinets full. Uh, yeah, I realise how much I've put in one of my filing cabinets. I've been, That's a I've lot been, of comics. I've been doing this since the underground, so yeah, yeah, since yeah. the cool. late 60s, basically. Wow. And then I switched to, uh, when underground went under, I kind of switched to Vertigo. Yeah. And now there's a, a whole bunch of different ones that are worth. Oh, when you go back, take some photos and, and, and post them. Yeah, Send pull them all the drawers line. out and hold them in a photo. Oh, 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 for me, am I? No, oh. not for you. Oh. <laughs> Sort of show. Yeah. This. Oh, Silver Yeah, you've maybe seen this book before. Yes, it's I a have. great collection. Mm. They did a few of these like in the last ten years or so. These definitive Marvel characters. This one's been well curated, though. This is uh, <laughs> this is like oh, the first Kirby Galactus trilogy first appearance. So it's brilliant, it's Kirby, you know. You're going to tell me you picked it up for 50 pesos or what? No, no, it was like a tenner. Oh, right. I've been looking at this book for 10 years going, actually, because there was a lot of them. There was Thor and, 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 and whatever, Captain America. But this one always struck me like, that's yeah. actually a really nice book. That's got a good collection. Yeah, it's, like a it's got the Mobius oh, in it. Oh, look the entire Silver Surfer Mobius in there. Mobius. And then the John Byrne, I like that as well in the 80s. Nice book. And then the first um, the first issue of the John Bersema solo series. That's terrific as well. Marie Seven doing the Hulk versus so Surfer. Oh yeah. You that. know, that's a bit that's a bit rough like, but it's you know, it's still great. She's a great artist as well. The, the Hulk versus Silver Surfer. You know, they never really overused the uh, the surfer. He was always a guest star. Yeah. So for like the first 20, 30 years, like he's only he here and mental. there. So he's not overused, so the, the, it's an interesting place. I remember that, it was Sema one. The, oh, the, the, the John Basema sort of looks brilliant. I think that's the first one I read yeah. as was published. And then in Spain we got, got that, it was Sema, mm -hmm. the Morbius. This guest spot in Dracula, of all things, hmm. as well. Gene Colan. Colan. Brilliant. Uh, so it's just such a good book. Every story is of interest, and so have you just bought that recently? 
Yeah, but I saw it when it came out, and as I say, there was like ten of these books, and some of them are like, you know, the classic stories of whatever. And I look, you'd look through it, and it wasn't the ones you liked. You know, yeah. Because there was just so much. But this, this one actually, oh, this ticked a lot of boxes. Where did you get that? Online. Online. I just looked for it. Yeah, I've actually, I've been looking for it. Like so many of these books that have come out in the last ten years, you go mm. looking for them now, and they're like out of print and cost a fortune. Mm. So many books are just lapsing, yeah. you know. And then, of course, I mean, t- you can't lose this. This is, to me, like, probably oh, the best Marvel four. comics ever. You know, the, the Fantastic Four Galactus. That was, ha- that was at the... Is that Reed Richards with Scotty Beard? Yeah, that's the peak. Yeah, because he's... Oh, that, that is the peak that's of the, Marvel. That's when... Oh, Fantastic Four went... And there's even a bit where, like, that's Galactus is, like... And then the Watcher appears, and they're chatting, and they're, they're left, like, what are we going to do? <laughs> And there's that like great scene of things like I'll barter them, I'll barter Galactus, you know. <laughs> no, you wanna. And then there's a bit where, where the he, thing says he that. realizes and he's like, look, let's just go downstairs. And like they're getting shame and getting and they're like, what? This is crazy, you're having a bath. There's nothing else that can be. <laughs> it's very human, you know. Like in, in that Stanley way. Yeah. Right. But you yeah. know, like this, I read this at the perfect age, you know, the mm-hmm. Fantastic Four. I was like eight or nine or something. And just you just took it for granted how how it was brilliant. Yeah. And the surfer is so well done in it. But you know the the, the character of the surfer, the oh, way God. the way yeah. he's an interesting he, character. Yes, and you know the the difference of how Stan Lee wrote that whole origin for him, and that's not in the first story. No. no. Like the surfer is Galactus's herald, and he's yeah. finding planets for him to eat. Yeah. And then he finds out about humanity and stuff. And then he says to Galactus, no, I mean, that's the gist of it. And then he's off, and he's trapped on Earth, isn't he? That's right. Yeah. So then Stan Lee, though, got John Buscema, and they did these comics that do look beautiful. But, I mean, they're, you know, they're boring. But, um, maybe, they're, to yeah. me, they're boring. The, the Silver Surfer, yeah. the classic John Buscema Silver Surfer is fucking boring. Right. <laughs> and he just goes a bit moaning all the time. And then there's this it's whole... very self... Um, oh yeah, self. Uh, he's like the philosopher on yeah. the surfboards, you know. Oh, that's when he's uh, waxing it. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Stanley writes something like that, and he's got yeah. this whole backstory that Galactus came to his planet, yeah, and blah blah blah, and Shalabal, his love, and then he sacrificed his whole life to go and blah blah. And none of that, Kirby was like, no, none of that. No, he he had this concept that the Silver Surfer was the way he was and I remember Kirby saying something like because Galactus just created him out of nothing from like you know he's got the, the power cosmic well you see it because you see in the comic who, create, who, who supposedly created him right here we go <laughs> <laughs> well it was definitely it was definitely Jack Kirby Kirby right and that was Jack Kirby's idea of the Silver Surfer. His idea was that he needed somebody, Galactus needed somebody to send ahead to create so he just this, this thing of Galactus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're all like, you know, the surfers coming and anybody that knows the it's surfers. It's like a robot. It, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. A, and, it's, and Jack well, gave me per, intentionally, well, it makes it very much like a robot because the, the posture that you see in this, oh, yeah. so it's quite straight, yeah, he's very like bland, he's there's, like, there's no emotion in here. Yeah. There's even bits like, you know, what are you doing? And she's saying, oh, I'm eating. And he's like, no, you, you know, I do not consume, you know. Because the only backstory I knew was the woman like, sacrificing his life and, yeah. and all that. So that was a whole Stan Lee Oh, yeah, all of that was later on added. Yeah, ah, right. 
But you know, it just looks so good that I like it as well. Yeah. The John Buscema comics are brilliant. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. The way he draws the surfer is, is amazing. Anyway, great book. Ooh, Have a look. Yeah. And when, yeah. By the time you get to Mobius at the end, that's a great ending of this collection. Oh, who's that? That's, that's Mo- Mobius, Mobius, John Jerome. Oh, is it? Yeah, he, yeah. he, uh, God, that's beautiful. he did that in the late 80s. And like Stan Lee wrote, <laughs> he wrote all over it. You know, the way he does. Oh. In the late 80s. It's really nice, man. Yeah, they made... Do you know what? That was the, when that book came out, that was the first time I had an inkling that something was no happening the way I thought about when it would say, written by Stan Lee, drawn by whoever. That immediately puts an idea in your head about what happened. Stanley made up a story, wrote it all out, what everybody said, and made it all up, and then said, go and draw that. And they got a great artist that sat and drew everything he said. Oh. And that, this was the first time I had an inkling that's not what was going on. Because in an interview, he said something like, Mobius came and said, I'd like to do a Marvel comic, you know, Silver Surfer or something like that. And Stanley went, okay, well, you go and draw it, and then I'll write it. Hmm. And that immediately made me go, what? That's back to front. Yeah, that yeah. was my first inkling back in the 80s. I mean, it's all come out how they do it now, the Marvel method and all that. What is that? Well, like, with the, famously with the first, the Galactus trilogy, if you know that, apparently, Kirby, uh, Lee, the story goes Lee went to Kirby, okay, have them meet God in this episode. And then Jack Kirby went and drew the whole issue based on that sentence. Oh, okay. And then, you know, and famously Stanley went who's this guy apparently but who's this guy the Silver Surfer he never asked and that's become one of the critical bits of evidence so like he didn't then make up the Silver he right. went who's this guy yeah that makes sense oh but that's a that's a great collection yeah it does it looks really good how many pages is that I don't know 200 or something I think Stanley as well also, as he was stepping back to Marvel, he always stipulated for a couple of decades that he was to write the surfer, nobody else was to write the surfer. And I think the Dracula one is the one, I think Marv Wolfman wrote that. Could be, he's got a a whole bit in the start of the Masterworks where he talks about him. He writes all the rubbish at the start of that. Yeah, I think it must be the same one. Yeah. Nonsense. This is crap. So he's just sitting re- reading it. It's like it's I don't know. It, it's just strange. Seven, you know. Yeah, but it's that's so the problem with Stanley. Yes, he helped to create the yeah these characters, but he's not the only creator. And you always hear him or read his stuff, and it's always portrayed. He also portrayed as as he was the creator of it. Mm. He's, he's as I like to say, he's such a good writer. That he can write anything and you'll, you'll, you'll start to believe it. And he starts to believe it. Himself. Yeah, and he starts to believe it. <laughs> and, and that's part of it all. And <laughs> the more that you study the. Because even the as very. That's oh, yeah. one of the books I got. Oh. The World oh, of Edina. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. That looks great. Beautiful. So, yeah, I bought three hardback books, 130 box. euros lighter. But oh, it was at a shop under the three yeah. beautiful books. Yeah. One's them, one's the Ink Allen, the other one's Monsieur, yeah, Jean, Sean, or however you'd say it in French. Jean. Jean. Monsieur Jean. Jean. Uh, so yeah, I got chatting to him, it was great. Oh, being mm. there that, oh, it was a Saturday morning. Uh-huh. Kids, I, there's 
two floors is the ground level and then the basement and in the basement is where all the English and other foreign mm. language titles are and I was down there looking around and you there kids coming in with the parents and chatting to the comic shop guys having a laugh and a two and a backwards and forwards and they're having a laugh and I was going up That's there having a Oh, that sounds like a nice environment, a funny environment. You know? Yeah, yeah. Welcome. And kids were nice, and mm. you know, I went in and it was like, oh, do you want a coffee? So he makes me a coffee. Oh, and we're having a chat, and then and, a, and another coffee. And it's like, how much better can this get? Coffee and great comics and great chat. Oh, I, I told him about the podcast and stuff. Oh, I said, I said. Um, he said, I said, oh, they're all like big comic lovers and stuff. Like, yeah. Oh, well, they'll love all this stuff. And he pointed out that some original art he had on the wall. And <laughs> one of them was a, really? a, Morbius, uh, a Morbius drawing. And um, there was several Mucho things. Yeah. <laughs> thing he had, that's, yeah. that's where uh, Chris uh, Ware launched the book oh, yeah. in yeah. Lambic, in that shop. Mm-hmm. He made a lot of stuff from the company. He made a lot of that little thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that was a great. I just admire that. That'd be a fantastic shop. That's the thing. I bought the Incal. The guy said, "You know what?" He said, "After you've read the Incal, he said, don't bother with any of the stuff that came after, which is set before." Yeah, no, no. Just get the Incal. Pretty much. Yeah, but that is. That is, is this beautiful. from the 80s originally? Well, it started yeah. off as a Citroen advert. He was commissioned really? to do uh, a little thing for Citroen, which is uh, really? this repairs, and that's why it's included in this edition. But this edition is the first edition that's got the English translation of the yeah. final part of it. Um, this? Well, that's good. Look at that open line, the introduction by him. I never give the keys to my stories. Mm. Yeah. But that's all you yeah. need. He can write as well. Yeah, yeah. That says it all. Eh? Yeah. I must admit, it's the first. Yeah, it's on the eighties. It's the first yeah. full-on eighty-seven Morbius thing I've read ever. I think. Yeah. That's and uh, what's his what's his what's big title again? Oh, he's done loads, hasn't he? Done loads. Incals is one of them, isn't it? Incals is one of them. Yeah. With Jodorowsky. Blueberry, Blueberry, Lee Tennant, Blueberry. Something else I'm thinking of. Stumbles. Oh, and as look it up. There's, there's, yeah. there's there'll, be, there'll be something. It'll be, there'll but be I really enjoyed it. It's science fiction. Sci-fi. He did tech. He did tech me all over the place with it. I really enjoyed it. That's just yeah. that's sweet, isn't it? Marie <laughs> Stephen. She's underrated. Especially the whole. Well, I've only, I've only read um, Terminal City as well. It's another thing that, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. That Terminal City is another thing that I read, uh, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, because yeah. you, you, you got that yeah. in that second hand book. Really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. That's about it. That and this, I've nearly finished this. Uh, next, I've got plan to get through the, I bought the 12 issues of, as it came out, the Alan Moore thing, uh, Providence. Oh, yeah. I've not even started it yet. Right. Have anyone read it? No. I, I, yeah, I've read some of it. Actually, I stopped buying it before it got to the end, stupidly. Right. Just because I stopped going to the comic shop so often, so right. I kind of missed it. 
But I read the first few. Good. Yeah, it was. It was kind of... Is it intelligible if you don't know much about Lovecraft? Well, I don't know much. I don't know any more than he's telling me. Okay. Because so, you know. so I often wonder where... Because sometimes they blur, don't they, when it comes to... the blend and blur fiction with what is known and what is kind of... Yeah. And I would have liked to have known more before, but I'm going to read it anyway mm. and see if... Uh, so you got some art of it regardless oh, yeah. of... Uh, right. But then that's even the same like The League, isn't it? The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. There's always every panel, practically, you're looking at, you're like, well, that's probably somebody, and he's on a bit... Oh, that's him. But I just find if you just uh, just keep going, ignore that. Yeah. Just, just pass through it. Yeah. I'm still just cracking on with... Uh, Jimmy Corrigan, and yeah. uh, I was oh, you enjoying it? Finishing off Wilson as well, yeah. But come I on, told you it's hard. Work. Oh, it's hard. Work. It, it's I'm, I'm I'm slowly but surely, but it's uh, yeah, it's hard work it trying to get through it. Oh, and visually also Both. inside, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm kind of sitting going, yeah, there is some of that. Uh, the first opening page, I read all of it. But oh I just sat God, like, I gave up. No, I off. what with yeah. the text? Yeah. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> did I miss anything? Yeah, I'd go back and read it. It's usually pretty good yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was really good, and just the way he addresses, the way he writes it as well, like mm. the here, the sender here in two fourth, blah blah blah. And like, yeah, Jesus, it's, like, the it's like a uh, no, I don't think so. No, I haven't got too far. Like, oh. uh, just um, like I said, slowly but surely. But I was reading Wilson as well, Daniel Klaus. Oh, right. um, I was still reading that from before because I haven't really had a chance to read a lot. I keep keep coming back and going to read and then fall asleep. Um, so I'm slowly but surely making my way through that. Yeah, I never read Wilson. I read a lot of Daniel Post stuff, but no Wilson. Is Morbius's stuff often uh, confusing? This one wasn't too confusing, but there was a bit of intricate. In the Incal with Jodorowsky. You need to pay attention sometimes because he likes to touch mm. many different things. Well, is that down to Jodorowsky? Yes. Oh, he's a character though. That was that just his chest. Yeah. That's really good. Wow. <laughs> it's just the the visual and ideas yeah, that yeah. he has. That was just amazing. Mm. See Thank you, you guys. See you later. Twenty eighth of June. See you later. Go on. See ya. Bye, Fernando. Well, nice to have met you and. Um, have a great trip. Okay, back yeah, and thank you. See you right. next year. And uh, if you ever get to the west coast, yeah, yeah. don't <laughs> let don't don't let them filing cabinets fall on you. No, no, I have to. Um, I really should dig out uh, the camera, take a picture. I'd only be reading about some freak, freak, freak accidents from comic book <laughs> in Canada. Crushed by Vibe collection of, uh, of, of comics. I don't ever do that one part of Pinehouse. Continue to stay up to date with That Comic Smell on Twitter at That Comic Smell. You can also send us any comments or queries at thatcomicsmell at gmail.com. To listen to our previous episodes or to follow us or subscribe, you can reach us at SoundCloud, YouTube and iTunes. Thanks for listening.